Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Curate Podcast. It's me, Kyrie Malik. (laughs) How are you, darling? I hope everything's well. I'm feeling good, feeling great, feeling great, feeling good. Just sitting here recording with you. Um, it is morning time. A cloudy, overcast kind of morning, my favorite. And it's Saturday morning. Not that that makes much of a difference during this particular time, but it is still Saturday. And Saturday customs um, prevail. I got up, as I do every day, uh, and made some oatmeal and coffee. And in pure black Saturday morning, in the pure black Saturday morning way, I got in step. And I organized my home a bit. I didn't quite, I'm not going to go as far as to say that I cleaned. Um, <laughs> my place is so small. I I tend to, um, I have a studio. So everything's pretty much right here. I do one, one look around and everything is here. Um, so I'm, I'm finding my, I find myself constantly like tidying up, you know, um, just out of necessity and habit because it's like any little thing that's out of place here because the place is so small, any little thing that's out of place, it just throws the whole place off and it makes it feel like it's in complete disarray, even if it's not. Um, so yeah, I didn't quite have to clean, but, uh, Yep, did all that, um, you know, put on some jams, trying to kind of get myself in a upbeat kind of tone to uh, record here with you all this morning. Um, yeah, just feeling really good. Um, still quarantined, still... Remaining in self-isolation, for the most part, minus my um, runs to the grocery store. I haven't been out exercising quite as much this week. Here in Maryland, a order was mandated uh, that all Marylanders wear a face mask as of uh, yesterday night, I believe, is now mandated that all Marylanders are wearing face masks. Um, I feel like I bought that up for a reason. I don't know, but um, maybe it was to say uh, it wasn't because I really haven't been going out because it's just been cloudy and cold. Um, nothing really to do with the face mask thing, which I don't mind. Um, for the common good. I don't mind doing my part, and so I will, Um, but I haven't been out under the mandate. 
And I wasn't really, I wasn't wearing, not really, I wasn't wearing a mask um, prior to the mandate. But, you know, now I will. Because it's a mandate or whatever. So, uh, clearly it's of um, importance and it's vital to public safety. So, I'll be in step. Um, next time I go out, even if it's to ride my bike or whatever, tomorrow's supposed to be pretty nice, um, in like the mid sixties and sunny. So it'll be a nice little reprieve from this, um, cloudy overcast weather we've been having lately. So I'm looking forward to it and... From my excitement, you can probably tell that I'll be out in it. <laughs> Mask on. Contrary to future belief. Um, yeah. That's about it. You know, been in here. Working a bit. Um, I've alluded to some new... A new project that's underway that I've been asked to be a part of um, that I don't feel I have the green light to announce here or anywhere quite yet, so I won't. But when the time is right, I will do so. Um, yeah, I've been, you know, I brought that up to say that it's uh, a bit of work surrounding that, so been doing that. Um, my actual nine to five is not, I'm sure I've said already, is not super uh, strenuous in the way of um, providing me work to do at home. So that provides me with a lot of free time to do stuff like this or cook or exercise or yeah, I'll leave it there. Oh <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm grateful for that and still getting paid. So it is a really beautiful thing. Um, yeah. Let's move into the wisdom of the week. Enough of my uh, blabbering. As I don't have anything else to blabber about. So, yeah. Okay. Wisdom of the week. in the evenings 
when we got out of school. She would be on there. She'd be on news, various news outlets giving financial information. I think she even had a show at a point. You all know Susie. Um, this wisdom came um, in response to these stimulus checks that at least I received and some people around me. So I'm guessing it's safe to say that everybody received who's going to get one. Um, but the wisdom says, stop buying things you don't need to impress people you don't even like. I'll read it again. Stop buying things you don't need to impress people you don't even like. So again, in response to our stimulus, I just thought that was pretty timely um, in terms of wrapping our minds around, helping to kind of wrap our minds around doing something smart and being being smart and tactical with how we spend this money um, if you don't if it's not a necessity if it's not being used to provide immediate needs to you right now immediate needs to you <laughs> right now because um, yeah I understand that this this money for some is of vital importance just to eat or get medicine or pay bills or whatever something really pressing as opposed to folks in a more privileged position um, who receive this money and have the opportunity to pay down debts or you know start a college fund or whatever you know um this is more for those who fit in the latter category because the former, if you're using this money to eat, you're not thinking about anybody else. You're thinking about your family um, and yourself and making sure that uh, everything's taken care of in front of you. Um, but for those in the latter category, um, here are some things to do or ideas of things to do uh, with the money instead. Um, first thing, emergency fund accounts. Saving some of that money, stashing some of it away for a rainy day. Uh, second thing suggested, spend it on, spend it on debts. <laughs> As I mentioned, um, to pay down some debts via credit cards, um, cell phone, whatever, anybody you owe, paying that shit down. Um, I did. That was one of the first things I did. I paid two credit cards and um, another debt. I, I put a you know a major piece of money into. Excuse me, into um. Helping to repay a larger debt. So, you know, yeah. Any debts that you all, that you have, you know what they are. <laughs> Pay them down. Invest it carefully. 
all sorts of investment, you know, lanes and mediums. Um, and it's not just stocks either. I think, you know, a lot of people, when you hear investing, you think immediately stocks or real estate. There are all sorts of ways to invest your money. Um, one that comes to mind that is a little off the beaten path, but um, I feel is becoming a bit more mainstream in terms of people's knowledge of it, um, foreign exchange investment, investing in the foreign exchange market, learning that skill, learning how to do so and do so safely, um, learning how to do so and learning how to do so, how to do so safely has yielded people some um, pretty nice dividends, you know. Um, yeah, so get on your Googles. If you are interested in stocks, there's, um, Acorn, Acorn app, even within Cash app, you can purchase stocks. So lots of different, um, investment opportunities available to us right at our fingertips. And the last suggestion is to donate it if you can afford to do so. There are so many people out here collecting money uh, surrounding COVID-19 relief. People, you know, relief uh, takes a number of forms. Relief for patients, relief for um, the people on the front lines. Helping patients, um, relief in the way of uh, manufacturers, you know, who are able to produce more masks and, and materials and that kind of thing. Donating money to causes like that um, during this time, of course, is something also very beneficial. So, yeah, even donating your time in a safe way. I know um, there's a brother who I went to Morgan with who I see, oh, shoot, shoot, shit, shit, shoot, whatever. <laughs> um, who is doing grocery item drops, like grocery, you know, grocery drops to people. And he was um, on Instagram, he was uh, he put out a solicitation for people to be deliverers, you know. So it's all sorts of things going on right now that people are doing, um, helping to, you know, again, in the way of time, not money, helping to uh, go shopping for an elderly neighbor or, you know, um, anyone else who, who is uh, maybe... Uh, immunodeficient or, you know, has some sort of disorder um, that deems them, um, you know, ha leaves their, their immune system compromised and places them at higher risk for um, coming down with the COVID. So, yeah. Lots of things we can do. Lots of smart ways we can uh, use this money. That is not buying things we don't need to impress people we don't like. Go on a trip. 
I'm so I don't know um how I feel about buying I I might have said this already. I really want to get to Ghana this year. I want to go to Accra. And those those ticket prices have not budged. I mean, they've been at a steady strong 800 some odd dollars for the longest. I do see them dip a little bit to like 7 like the high 7s. Um, but even with that, and that's much later in the year, which that's that's really when I want to go. I want to go later in the year, and not any anytime soon, of course. But I'm I'm hesitant. I don't know. Like I'm just like you know, if I buy a ticket now, of course I would buy it with insurance. Just given how everything is right now, you don't know when or when it'll be safe to fly again. And even when it's deemed safe by the State Department. And CDC, uh, do I want to be on that first wave of flights and people going out and, you know, traveling in the ways in which we're we're used to? Do I want to be amongst that first batch? Um, The answer is no, really, honestly. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. As much as I want to get to Ghana, I'm, I'm... I don't know what to do right now, so I'm just kind of sitting on my hands as it pertains to travel. Um, But yeah, um, when when consumer confidence surrounding travel is heightened again, um, or when we reach a period where things, you know, consumer confidence um, is heightened again, um, or I already said heightened consumer confidence heightened, but like during this thing, if we we reach, uh, we're able to see confident projections as to when this will be over. You know, maybe then um, is a good time to buy. But I don't know. I re- I told my friend uh, the other day that my the uh, barometer for safe travel, again, will be the State Department and their lowering of the security risks associated with travel right now. Right now, I think it's for everywhere is like at a level four, which is basically do not travel or travel only if absolutely necessary or something like that. There's five levels, and the fifth one is do not travel, and we're at number four. So, um, yeah. So when that lowers um, on a world scale, I think I'll feel a bit better. But still, I mean, it's just this unseen thing that people are trying to put concrete things behind and it's just like how how's that work like Trump wanting to open the country back May 1st like how can you safely confidently do that with this like invisible monster roaming the planet (laughs) which you can't see you can't track you can't hold you can't contain like I don't get it but it's not for me to get. I've got common sense. And my common sense is saying, one, don't believe that president. And two, May 1st is not the business. 
So yeah. Alright. Gonna move into this ailment. Uh, this was a spicy one this week. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just move into it. Okay. It is a bit spicy. Um, this week, or over the past two weeks, really, I have been having conversations with um, men. Let me say this first. I identify as a black gay man. Um, and... I was having conversations over the past two weeks with other black gay men. And I just noticed some, I mean, even beyond my conversations just these past two weeks, just in my lived experience as being a black gay man in America, a black gay man on the East Coast, um... As a community, and my, when I'm saying community, that's comprised of, again, black gay men. I've noticed a tendency to love and really be infatuated with those who can never truly love us. And it has always perplexed me I'll get into what I mean, but it's always perplexed me. It's always been just this major point of confusion, the ways in which we uphold people, the ways in which we uphold ideals, the ways in which we uphold those 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 things that may feel good or whatever, may look good, whatever, but really truly go against what it means to be a black gay man in America. Um, what it means to possess self-love, what it means to 
have love and respect for your community. Um, what am I talking about, you ask? <laughs> I am talking specifically and particularly about, about black gay men who have mad love for jail bay. Mad love for jail bay, mad love for heterosexual men, mad love for bisexual men, mad love for men who are married to women. I'm going to let that sink in. (laughs) We got mad love for them. I'm going to say y'all got mad love for them. Because I don't quite understand it. I never have. These are just my gripes right now. I never have quite understood. Uh, Well, okay, I do. I do understand it. I understand where it comes from, and I'll 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 get into that. But when I said we uphold the people and views and ideals that oftentimes would not uphold us, have no interest in truly loving, seeing, and respecting us in a way that encompasses the whole (laughs) W-H-O-L-E. I said this episode would be spicy. Wow. Um... views of upholding of views of toxic masculinity, um, body image. All of these things are wrapped up in our love for jail bang, our love for heterosexual men, our love for bisexual men, our love for men who are married to women. Me personally, I believe that it is wrapped up in internalized homophobia. To say that those men who I just described, jail bay, heterosexual men, bisexual men, and men who are married to women, are in some ways um, their approximation to masculinity is closer they're in, in closer proximity to masculinity in our minds. Um, and I think, too, as I'm saying this, maybe it has a lot to do with how we view ourselves or how, how we is encompassing of a whole community. I'll say those folks who choose to chase and value and uphold these men um, the way they view themselves, maybe as uh, in need of a more dominant figure. And I think that it's these people who have, in our society, have uh, been seen in a very domineering, you know, hyper-masculine way, men in jail, um, 
heterosexual black men in general have been overly sexualized, overly toughened, overly hardened, um, bisexual men. It's this whole idea of their proximity to women. And if they're in close proximity to women in a romantic way, that makes them less gay. Um, so that's a turn on for gay people, a less gay man, quote unquote, like, <laughs> um, and same goes for men knowingly married to women who men, gay men, want to be with so bad and, 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 and love to talk about their adventures with these men as if it is something to be prized being with a married man um, and being kept in the shadows all the while. So... For me, again, a lot of that, a lot of this, this, this love for this particular sect of society, I feel, is wrapped in a lot of internalized homophobia. Why are gay men here if gay men don't want gay men? That's what this first point kind of begs the question of. If I'm gay and you're gay, but you would look past me to look at a man who is already with a woman and try to be with him because he's with her as opposed to someone who is already openly accepting of oneself, already told you who they are from the jump. There's no guessing game surrounding my sexuality. I'm saying my, not really talking about me, but um, and you'd look past that. This particular man would look past that. This this gay man who is chasing and and, and to me seeking validation from someone outside of the community to make him feel better about himself and in some ways exalted above the rest of us because he's not messing with everyone else who's gay in the community. He's not messing with, you know, or dealing with involving himself with other people in the community. He's got this man who was with a woman you know, and that is seen as something to be prized again. So, wrapping that in with this second point of feeling like a prize for being hidden and getting a boost of pride from feeling as though you can turn him out, quote unquote. You know, someone who is outwardly involved with a woman, but with you on the down low. To me, that is 
saying to this person, hey, yes, absolutely, I don't mind being in the shadows. You know, absolutely, I don't mind you being with your your wife all day long and coming home, coming to me only at night to get your sexual needs met. One area, one area of your entire being. Now, some would say there's nothing wrong with that. Some would say that there is absolutely nothing wrong with someone getting their emotional needs satisfied during the day by one person and having their sexual needs excuse me taken care of at night by someone else some would say there's nothing wrong with that and if that is the way you choose to conduct your life absolutely there's nothing wrong if if you feel good about it and you can sleep at night and Everything is everything. I understand that those relationships exist. Being open and honest about it, I think, is the difference between these men that I'm describing and men who have a bit more about themselves to be able to be open in that way with their, their, their lady partner. <laughs> to say, hey, at night, this is what I like. Sexually, this is what I like. I love you. I like you. I also like this. You know, that's the mark to me of a real true man, someone who can really stand in what it is that they are unabashedly. So... Third, prizing men of this kind within our community when they represent everything that is wrong with it. The first thing they represent that's wrong to me. Not living their truth unabashedly. Secondly, upholding toxic ideas of what it means to be a man. As I mentioned, I feel as though we're prizing secretness. We're rewarding mischief. We're, we're rewarding down-low behavior in our community by making them the prize. Making men who cannot stand, in the, who cannot stand ten toes in what it is that they, they truly desire and want. To me, that's not the marking of a man. That's not the marking of, of the kind of man that I, I personally would want to be with. Someone who can't really truly stand on what it is that they feel, want, desire, whatever. I've always, I'm, I, I'm thinking now, like, are these men, and maybe someone can get back to me on this, men dealing with men who deal with women, and they're being dealt with on the down low. Is there a, a um, maybe it's like some sort of fantasy or game or, 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 or thought that, you know, he'll be different with me. 
or I, I'll be the one to, again, quote unquote, turn him out or, you know, bring him to this side, to the gay side. <laughs> I'll be the one. That's not... Uh, it's a gamble. That's such a gamble. That is such a gamble. And someone would say all all relations, all all romantic relations of any kind are a gamble. Absolutely. Absolutely they are. But I'd rather get into a a a a, a gamble, a gambling situation with someone who, again, is standing firm in who they are, and I want to know rather who I'm dealing with in this gamble, as opposed to gambling with someone who is gambling with their own sexual preference in a day and era in which we're hearing of men coming back to kill after their relation with a transgender woman or their relation with a gay man or their relation with whomever outside of the person deemed sex, uh, socially acceptable for them to be having said relations with. You know, too much. Too much. In the same ways a... And this is interesting. I've, I've all these things coming up as I'm just talking. Um, a heterosexual woman takes such an issue with a man who's been with another man. But on the flip side of that, we as the gay community are upholding these men who are with women or have been with women, or who claim to like women, or whatever. Maybe it's like an internal rush or like game of, you know, again, there's this whole idea of quote-unquote turning someone out or like being the one to, to convert them over or whatever, and that is some badge of honor and pride, since it provides people with a sense of pride. Perplexing to me. Third, this is going back to my, my point about us prizing these kinds of men who represent everything that's wrong with it. Third, um, these views really perpetuate non-inclusive beauty standards and ways of being. Everyone can't be the, the, the hardened hood guy who has a baby mama and is dealing with this woman but enjoys Jamal on the side. Like, and, you know, with a six-pack and, and a clean-cut bald head and tattoos all over. Everyone can't fucking be that. Some people are, lots of people are gay, stand firm in it, 
accept themselves as they are and are not trying to act or fit into any particular mold of the mold of masculinity. And it's those people, it's those same people that I feel and that I've seen that don't don't get play, don't, you know, don't get the time of day from people in our community. People look the other way. It's that person who's dancing in the club when everyone else is standing on the walls looking at their phone. The person who dares to be themselves in a world that, that wants everyone to be a cookie-cutter image of the same thing acting in the same ways. You go to the club, everybody everybody is this super masculine Adonis. <laughs> like how, 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 how? How does this happen? Everyone can't be that. Everyone can't be that. Everyone shouldn't be that. Our community, the, the, the most visible symbol of the gay community is the flag and it, the, the rainbow flag of the rainbow. And it's inclusive of so many colors. That should be what is truly what, you know, what we're upholding and what's representative of us, not cookie cutters. It's like we all want the same thing, the same archetype. An archetype that I personally feel, all again, everything here is personal, that I feel is unattainable and is silly. If not unattainable, is silly to box yourself into thinking that that is all that can be. That that is a man. And again, I, I mean, it is typically this hardened, hardened body, hardened um, inside, mind, rigid, you know, deep voiced. fight a bitch, you know, drives a Monte Carlo kind of guy. We all see him. We all see him in our minds right now. (laughs) We all know it. Like, why is the most, it's like the most toxic pieces that we take and we love on. And we're not the only one. We're not the only only community that that exists within. It's this whole bad boy culture, this whole love of, of that. You know, women fall into the same trap. But I just find it so funny, our perpetuation of, of that 
of that on the other side, people wanting that, and then on the main side of everyone wanting to be that and striving to perpetuate that image in an effort to get what they want. To me, that's saying to myself that I'm not good enough, so I gotta do I gotta do this other thing. I gotta I gotta put on this other voice. I have to be this other role, be this other person, perform in this other way, in order to get the results that I want. When in dating and getting to know people, unless you're just trying to have sex, which is one thing then I, I feel that there is room to get somebody in and they not know all of you. You know, it's easy to do that at the nightclub where and, you know, and sleep with somebody where you got them off of the, 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 the pretense of being all the things that, that, that I mentioned that seem to just get the panties wet of all the gay men in America, the black gay men in America. <laughs> but you can bag someone, you know, doing that for one night. How does that translate into the development of real true relationships? I, I, I don't think it does so in a efficient and, and good way because you're you're acting you're presenting a, a character and it'll soon be worn down and the person will eventually see you for you as you so why not bring that from the beginning I think it uh, it would uh, alleviate a lot of stress in the beginning, the getting to know process. They're getting to know you, not this role. Fourth, Forces more real personalities, bodies, ways of being black, male and gay, into the shadows. This kind of goes into the last point. Perpetuates stigma um, against being oneself and not putting on an act in order to get what they want from people in the community. There will be more tricksters who act slash are presenting one way when they are something else. Everyone wants to be hard slash masculine as, po as masculine as possible. And in those notes, as I was writing them, I, I put in parentheses, why are being masculine and hard interrelated or like interchangeable? Like why, are, why is masculinity and hardness like now here in 2020 synonymous with one another? I don't know. I don't have that answer. I think that um, as I think about it, I think it goes back pretty deep. I mean, like slavery deep, you know. 
just like this this display of this this need to display um a hard exterior at a time i'm sure it served black men as a means of self-preservation really survival as i'm thinking about it And again, as I'm thinking about it, I think it serves the same purpose in the club. Survival. Survival in the way of getting more notches under my belt. Survival in the way of being relevant and people looking at me socially surviving. Social survival. I think people see that act as a means of social survival. Wow. It's funny how you talk and you hear yourself and the conclusions that you come up with. But yeah, I do. And again, this, this, our being of that thing and our chasing of that, that, that thing, that, that model, that idea of a man is saying to people who look different, who are outside of that, that, that um, prototype says to them again just based on how we respond as a community to people outside of that it says it sends the message that you're not valuable it pushes people into the shadows it pushes people into hiding and feeling like When I go out, if I don't present this way, I don't get the same response that the person who presents in the way of crazy to believe to me, like to believe that this is attractive to people here now in 2020. Maybe it's an age thing. I don't know. I'm 27. But men wearing their pants down below their behind, you know, smoking, drinking, going to the club, you know, talking with a, a deep voice and, and muscles and tattoos and this and that. The response is different. And I hear preference. I hear that. That's a real thing, too. Preference is real and should be respected, and everyone's entitled to it. But I think it's when preference becomes demeaning to other people, when, when groups are excluded and put out, due to your preference of more destructive things. That's when things get dangerous. When you prefer something outside of you, something that's less aligned with you than something that's more aligned with you. 
the less aligned being a man who does gay things but does not identify as gay and we are swooning over that for whatever reason I forgot where I was going <laughs> um, I think I was just drawing the again drawing the the dichotomy between a man who is just fully accepting of oneself. Oh, how we push folks into the shadows for our love for these men who do not fully accept and love them. Or maybe you love yourself. I don't know. I just, I, I, I don't know how you don't accept all sides of yourself and you still love yourself. Maybe you love yourself, but it's hard because you're unaccepting of, of some parts of your life. And, it, and when you're unaccepting, you, your, your external world begins to reflect that non-acceptance. And it creates confusion and you start lying and, and things build up and, and secrets are exposed and this and that. It's just a buildup. Five further pushes the notion of gay people being, I've heard recently the term fun boy. Fun people or fun boys going for whatever comes our way. As long as he is sexy and built, I don't care how toxic or what baggage he brings. Has great sex, plus has a wife, was in jail, is DL. Could, I could never post him on the gram which is somehow a notch on gay men's belts. All of those factors equal perfect. It's just perplexing to me. It is. It really is. I The excitement of something that you didn't think would be looking your way that is maybe there's a bit of a there is a thrill there I'll say that because I've been there um, but I don't know I guess I just I'd, I'd want my man to be fully Accepting of himself, fully accepting of me. I want to know that I can reach for his hand in public and he'll hold it. I want to know that I can kiss him in public and he'll kiss me. <laughs> it's those kinds of things that X out the possibility for me of being able to be with someone who couldn't claim me in the daylight. Who has other, so many competing um, things going on in his life. He's got the woman that he's with. He's got a baby mama. He's got me here. What's kind of the odd thing 
out. <laughs> and no, I won't accept it. I won't accept it. I won't take someone who can only give me a piece and swoon all over that piece. You can do that with gay men. I'm in a situation now currently where like really having to be firm and and lay down my stance on sex. And, you know, involvement of my body with people who I don't have any emotional connection with or to. I can't personally just have sex. I could. But it's not something that I want to do at this juncture. So I bring that up to say, like, it's still possible to be involving yourself with people who only want parts or only want to deal in parts of you and take certain parts of you and leave other parts. But what I'm interested in personally and what I want all of us to, what I think we all deserve is someone who's interested in us in a total way, in our totality, not for our parts. I think that's what we deserve as men who are moving up in the world, moving up in so many ways, But one that stands out is in the way of maturity. Over time, I think as you begin to better understand yourself, and I've spent a lot of time with myself and, and have learned the ways of me and have fallen really quite deeply in love with myself. Enough to say that, hey, I, I, I can't deal in fragments. It's all or nothing. It's all or nothing. And maybe this makes me a unicorn in this way, but I don't, I have a real struggle, a real struggle compartmentalizing stuff like that, especially things like sex and relations. And I, I really, I think people are lying when they say that they can. I've never experienced it. I can't do it, but I really do think that people are lying. <laughs> Sex is such a emotional act. It's the sharing of energy. I rewatched a clip um I don't know her name, but y'all might know it if I say this. She's like, you know, dick, dick is powerful. 
dick will make you slap somebody in the face. <laughs> but she talks about the penis. That's the way she talks. She talks about the, the penis being a My mom was telling me, she said she was having sex with this man. She was sitting on top of him riding. And she said she had gotten into a groove, so, you know, she might have gripped his head or she might have put her hands on his shoulders or locked them around the back of his neck, so she made sure it was just like a horse. She had that saddle and she had the rope, so she couldn't let go. And as she got into that groove, she's sitting on him, she rocking, and she rolling in her rhythm, and she had just forgotten where she was. She got into a deep state of euphoria because cause she said the dick was good. But it's not the problem, though. She said the dick was so good that as she started rocking, she just got into it, and all of a sudden, she said something just hit her. Bam! All upside his head. Just slapped him. Dick will make you slap somebody. So y'all need to remember that. That's why I'm trying to deal with the fact. You know. And it stores information. Stores information, transfers information. And when I say information, I mean... The good that was passed down onto him, the traumas that he carries, the ancestral ties, so what do you want to put in your computer? What do you want to put in your computer? What do you want your computer to accept? And what does your USB device deem as the standard for the computer that they'll enter? Hmm. <laughs> so many ways to spend that. Yeah, those are the five um, that kind of comprise this ailment. Just a little recap. Our love for Jail Bay, our love for heterosexual men, our love for bisexual men, our love for men who are married to women, personally, I feel is wrapped in a lot of internalized homophobia. It has us, our relations with these men make us feel like a prize for being hidden. And we get a boost of pride for being someone who, being with someone outwardly involved with women, but is with you on the DL. Begs the question, are you something to be kept in the shadows? Our prizing of men of this kind within our community, um, when they represent so many things that are wrong with it just continue to perpetuate the idea of one, not living your truth unabashedly, two, the upholding of toxic ideas um, of what it means to be a quote unquote real man, and three, continues to perpetuate non inclusive beauty standards and ways of being. Fourthly, has a way of forcing real personalities, real bodies, real ways of being black, male, and gay into the shadows, a diverse way of being black, male, and gay into the shadows, perpetuate stigma against one being oneself and not putting on an act in order to 
uh, get what they want from people. Fifthly, further pushes the notion of gay people being fun people slash fun boys, going for whatever comes our way. As long as he is sexy and built, I don't care how toxic or what baggage he comes with. This makes up the ailment. I found some curations and I'm going to share them next. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. for our ailments of the upholding within the black gay male community ideals of toxic masculinity upholding of people who in the daylight don't have much love for us the curations that come out of out of this um, in response to the first piece of this ailment that it's wrapped in internalized homophobia Um, the curation in response to it for me is an opportunity for introspection why do I like this why does this appeal to me where or how did I learn to be attracted to this you know For me, it's always been that it's the same men that should you look at them wrong, should you compliment them on the wrong day or in the wrong way, (laughs) should you do the slightest of things that tip them off to make them say, you're gay. It's these same men and who might do physical harm. It's these same men that that, that folks want to be with at night. And I'm just... I think there needs to be a reassessment and a re-realization of who we are within ourselves to say that I'm more than this I'm deserving of someone who can love me in the daylight regardless of how good he looks regardless of how quote unquote masculine he is 
no matter how huge his muscles are, whatever. He's got a girlfriend. I can turn him out. <laughs> the understanding that you're 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 more than that. You're worth more than that. And deserving of more. Curation in response to second part of the ailment. Feeling like a prize for being hidden and getting a boost of pride. Being someone who is with being in being with someone who is outwardly involved with women, but is with you on the download, the curation for that is the realization, again, that I'm not a shadow to be kept in the shadows. I am a prize. I should be loved and am worthy and am worthy of receiving love in the light. So many of these curations here just have to do with just really a reassessment and a realigning with oneself. And what the understanding of what it is that I will and will not accept in a partner, will and will not accept for myself in choosing a partner. Third, curation in response to prizing men of this kind within our community when they represent everything that's wrong with it. Why? For me, this represents an opportunity to explore within the community the ideals that we've invited into the community, why we invite and uphold those living in the shadows as it pertains to their relations with us and uphold this behavior. Why do we do that? We're a community of people Comprised or comprised of people, or a community comprised of people living on the margins of society. There's so many. And it's not that way as a result of our own doing. People living on the margins is as a result, is a response to someone's truth a response to someone willing to be forthright enough within themselves to stand in their truth in the face of others. These men are choosing to remain socially acceptable and are still trying to do non-socially acceptable things. Like, you can't double dip. It's, it, as I'm saying it again, it reminds me of, it, it's reminding me of, of white people who, white artists, music artists, who want to present a black image until being black is just too much. <laughs> And then you see them revert back to being an indie artist. <laughs> they pick up their guitar again and put down the, the, the mixing master machine to produce their raps. Like, you know.
it's like you want you want the good that comes with it, but when it get, but you don't want it to get too real. Why are we upholding that as a community? Why are we choosing to uphold that view? Choosing collectively to say that this is this is something worth upholding and protecting. We can reinvent what is traditionally considered desirable slash a real man. Reinvention of the word trade. <laughs> My definition, an individual, typically a man, who chooses to flip-flop between real true de- desire and acceptability. Uh, real true desire, I'm going to say, and social acceptability. What is it that we love about this sort of dysfunction? Is it the complex masculinity or the dysfunction that we are attracted to due to our own stuff slash understanding of what it means to live dualistically? Now, that's something to explore. Most gay people understand really and truly what it means to live a double life. Many of us before, you know, fully embracing our sexuality, if you had that struggle, went through a period of constantly forcing down gayness, forcing it down, saying, no, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this with this girl. I'm here with her. You know, we're trying to make this work. <laughs> All the while, having these, you know, deep desires and deep underlying emotions for, for Dave. <laughs> Um, maybe, just maybe, a theory, maybe it's that understanding of what, what it means to live that double life that is, um, enticing to some and, and that, and it's part of what makes it maybe enticing is the, 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 the dysfunction of it. Some people are just attracted to dysfunction, too. That's the thing. I think... I think I am. Yeah. If left unchecked, I think that I have been... trained to be attached to certain dysfunctions and not only that but want to control it I want to fix it I want to be the one to change it what that's wrapped in I don't really know be another episode to explore but yeah I, I can say that. If left unchecked, subconsciously, I am attracted to dysfunction. Consciously, no. Because I know dysfunction when I see it. And part of what makes us human is the ability to choose. Um, 
So, you know, invoking the rational mind to say, no, hey, no, I don't deserve that. Or, you know, I'm better than that. Not going down that route. That's different than my natural inclination. <laughs> you know, so I don't know. These are things to uh, to explore within our community. Uh, fourth curation in response to the fourth part of the ailment, uh, uh, the upholding of of this particular archetype of a man forces more real personalities, more real bodies, more real ways of being black, male, and gay into the shadows. The curation here is the exploration of this question. Why are people doing this? Because they think it's required. And when I say this, I mean, why are people perpetuating the role by way of acting it out? Why am I doing this? Because they think it's what's required. The role of masculine, provider, hard, no emotions except for anger and lust. It gets tiring. There is the need to invite a softer, more realistic way of being that is easier to find because we're all humans with feelings. I think you're more likely to find that someone a bit softer and less rigid with themselves, less rigid with the ways in which they, they show up in the world. I feel like that's easier to find because the 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 role of toxic man is hard and hardening and exhausting and doesn't allow for a full range of being I was going to say of emotion but being emotions in there your being in general is restricted. Why? Because you have to walk a certain way. You have to talk a certain way. You have to wear your clothes a certain way. You have to get a certain haircut. You have to uh, smell a certain way. Your body has to be a certain type. Um, there are just all of these things <laughs> that if you're trying to fit into this archetype, like that you're going to have to do. And it's going to be a lot. Like, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. And God, how much people who are, no one's naturally like that, but people who've been conditioned to be that way, God, how they probably want to just take all that shit off. And you want to put it on to impress someone, to make them think, that you're this and not that. Let's realize and wake up that what it is that we have to bring, however it shows up, is important, is valuable, is valued, is sexy, is smart, is beautiful. Why? Because it's different and it's you. Fifth curation in response to the fifth piece of the ailment, 
further pushing down the notion of gay people being fun people slash fun boys going for whatever comes our way. The curation in response to that, it begs the question, what do we want in relations? How are people to read you? As a community, how are people to read us? How do we want to be read? You can't just come up in here getting what you want. Like, you can't just come up in here and have sex with me. That's not how this works. We need more, as a community, more of a vetting process in a way that calls out of people the things that should they be present in our community would continue to um, exacerbate the parts of the community that don't serve us and invite in the parts of people that help things along, that help to evolve the community, that help to involve indiv- evolve individuals. Coming in because you want to have sex or because you have sexual desires for men is one thing. But gay men are not solely for the fulfillment of sexual desires. We're full, rounded beings. And we need people in our community. We need people around, surrounding our community to be one's embracing of totality of a a full human experience, not fragments. I've seen too much fragmentation in our community and what it has the potential to do to people when you pick them apart. I've seen what happens to people who are picked apart. Those people begin to value those parts that are most valued or it seemed to be based on response most valued by those outside. And that person, there's potential there for that person to forget the totality of their being and resort to exploiting exploiting those parts that get a response, that get a rise out of people. No pun intended. I don't like it. I don't think it's fair. I think that's why 
our therapy offices are so booked and so full because we think we have the ability to compartmentalize so much to break apart everything when everything's connected. You can't divide the body and the soul. You can't divide the soul and the heart. You can't you can't divide the heart and the body. It's all connected. And this lends itself to a conversation of people not I me not feeling as though people really truly understand just how interconnected all parts of our bodies are. And taking it a step further, how connected we all are. Because we spread things. We spread energy. We spread it all. In whatever form it comes. You know. But. Yeah. We got to take responsibility as a community as to how, again, how we want to be perceived. We know what we are, but to outsiders, what's it, what's it going to take for you to be able to be a part? I think that's what is important for us as a community to define for people. I feel like most communities have that, have those those barometers, those 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 um, measuring sticks for you know what it means to be this, what it means to be that. And I feel for so long it's been as it pertains to the gay community, a lot of it being out of our hands. Because even the ways in which some of us are conducting our relationships, the 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 way was not established by us. We're still working off of the heterosexual model, a lot of us in a lot of situations and circumstances are reflective of that. When how do you take things from outside that may sort of apply, sort of look a bit the same, but aren't. Like, you got to tweak it. You got to, you know, take it and make it for you. Custom fit it. You know? So, Yeah. Just a recap of the curations. We have an opportunity here for introspection, understanding of why do I like this? Why does this appeal to me? Where and how did I learn to be attracted to this? Two, the realization and understanding that I am not a shadow or to be kept in the shadows. I am a prize. I should be loved and I'm worthy of receiving love and the light. Third, uh, upholding of men as a as a prize begs the question of why. Upholding of these men as a prize begs the question of why. This is an opportunity to explore the ideals that we have invited into our community.
an opportunity to explore why we invite and uphold those living in the shadows as it pertains to their relations with us and uphold this behavior. Fourth, why are people doing this? The act. Why are people presenting, choosing to to continue to um, present in this way? Because they think it's what is required. The role of masculine, provider, hard, no emotions. It gets tiring. There is a need to invite a softer, more realistic way of being that is easier to find. And fifth, begs the question, what do, we, what do you want in relations? How do you want people to read you as a community? How are people to read us? How do we want to be read? These are Les Curations. Um, yeah. Let's move into the installation. What the um, enactment of these curations could mean and what it could create in our community. Coming up next on the Curate Podcast. Installation as a result of these things that we have curated from these ailments. Um, the installations are threefold. First, I believe that with these installations, there is power and the ability to cultivate a community that is open and welcoming of a variety of kinds of people. Secondly, cultivation of a community that demands love and acceptance before being loved on sexually or any other way. You will not just come here and involve yourself with me physically unless I want that. That ties into the revamping of our image and the identifying of our image for ourselves by ourselves as black gay men. How are we to be viewed? How are we to, what's the message that we're saying is acceptable in terms of people being able to come in and deal with us? Who do you have to be? Third, it invites the reinvention and reinvigoration of our community becoming a people that take back the reins and know how to redefine our image slash who we want to be as a community. Again, the power is in our hands, I think, um, to really be able to redesign and reconfigure so many things, our standards of beauty, our standards of masculinity, our standards of what it means to be a black gay man, 
and our standards in terms of who we'll involve ourselves with. And I know everyone's different. I'm being respectful of preferences and all of that. I want to make that very clear that everybody has their thing. And I I get that. I just think it dangerous that you have a thing that demeans you has a thing that does not or cannot love you out loud and the thing that keeps you in the shadows you know and a love for an infatuation for a community that so many times chooses to vilify the one that you identify with. Yeah. I think that's when the waters get testy. Because... It's, it's like you're denying yourself to me. That's what, that's, you know, that's the message that it's sending, that I'm willing to push down who I am in order to accept you in this way because you identify so heavily outside of my community. I'm upholding you for your proximity to a community that demonizes me. And I uphold you past, over my fellow gay brother. That's dangerous stuff. I uphold you over someone who is fully open and transparent and understanding of who he is. I want the confusion. I want the dysfunction. Yeah. Lots of things to think about here. I particularly... um, enjoyed the peace um, of the ailment that seeks to kind of have like some community discussion. Um, Trying to find it, feeling like a prize, getting a boost. uh, I'll be writing notes for these episodes. So that's what I'm going through right now. Um, I can't, oh, just this whole idea of uh, pushing the notion of gay people um, being fun boys, 
going for whatever comes our way. As long as he's sexy and built, I don't care how toxic or what baggage he carries. Like, why we invite these 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 ideals in? Exploring the why of it, the deep traumas associated with it, and moving to create a new standard. Where or how that that discussion is is carried out, I don't know. Maybe it's a curate. Uh, live thing at a later point. I don't know, but yeah, I just particularly really enjoy these opportunities that these uh, things that I mentioned that lend themselves to an opportunity to really come together as a community and discuss what's really going on here. Um, so yeah, all right. I'm gonna close. I'm gonna close, 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 close. that was thought-provoking it was for me as I sit and 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 write these notes out based on things that have happened to me or things that topics of conversation that have arisen throughout my living um, it's always interesting to write notes and to write things, kind of expound upon um, those topics and really kind of get some goodness from them and sit with things that, like this, you know, I've always felt ways about this particular issue, but have never really sat with and formulated stuff <laughs> ailments and curations and installations around this particular thing so to do so is kind of cool um, and hopefully it lends itself to larger discussion later or amongst your friend groups or whatever yeah this will be the longest show that I have done to date uh yeah 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 the rest of the day is sunday i'm probably gonna chill chill out chillax i don't know if it helps or hinders your feelings about listening to this knowing that it is not the day that it's Saturday. What am I talking about? Knowing that this is not the day that you are listening to this. Um, but what else? I'll be well. <laughs> um, like, subscribe, 
to the show on Apple Music. I mean, Apple Podcasts. There is an episode on title because I submitted to them also. But with these streaming platforms, like music streaming, it's like posting podcasts is, is weird. It's a weird venture. It's a weird thing. So it's really just the first episode that's on Apple um, title. And I wanted to continue it, to keep it up, the releases on title, but I'm not going to. I think it's like $9 per upload or something silly, as opposed to like Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, you upload it, it's a monthly fee. Um, So yeah, for as many uploads as you want. No cap. Um, I don't have anything else. Share the podcast. Share the love. Share the wealth. Share the knowledge. Share the conversation. I just got a notification to cancel my HBO subscription. I got the HBO free seven-day thing. I might just do it again, like make a new email to get the next seven days because I want to watch Insecure tomorrow. That's why I got in the first place. It's $15 a month. I ain't trying to do that. I don't have any, I don't pay for any subscription services. The only subscription service I pay for is Title. I guess it's not any. The only subscription service I pay for is Title. Any other streaming service in terms of like streaming like shows and movies and stuff. I'm latched onto someone else's account. I had I had the luxury of being on a YouTube Red or whatever that you know um, YouTube subscription is to where they don't have the commercials, which was so nice. But um, the person whose account I was on, I guess he stopped paying it or unsubscribed or whatever from that service, so I was no longer uh, able to access that. But, uh, yeah, like Netflix, I got that. That's on someone else's uh, account. I had Hulu. I have a Hulu. I have Hulu credentials that I've yet to utilize. So I've been told there's some things over there that I need to watch. So I might get into that at some point, but I don't know. YouTube has been good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I keep saying I don't have anything else. I keep going. I'm going to go. I love you. I thank you. Again, I hope this was insightful. And that you will continue to be lovely and beautiful. And... That you don't have as bad a British accent as I do. Yeah, man. All right. I love you. I thank you. Write me at cure eight cure dot eight a t e pod at gmail dot com. Should you need me. You can find me there on Instagram at 
looking frantically fast. What is my handle? Curate, same. Same as the email, cure.8atepod at cure.8pod. That's on Instagram. Um, you. Yeah. All right. Bye. I love you and I thank you. And I love you and I thank you again. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye for now. Until next week. Bye. question that was made I'm not looking for just an affair want a love that is based on the truth not just dead I my pride if right now you decide that you are not ready to settle down but if you want my heart then it's time that you start to act like your mind in the light and the dark if you love me say it if you trust me do it if you want me show it if you need me prove it if you love me say it if you trust me do it if you want me show it if you need me prove it you see now I just speak louder so don't just say things that I've already heard. I want your body without your soul. I don't want a love who will come here and go. Oh, yeah. not hurt my pride if right now you decide that you are not ready to say But if you want my heart, then it's time that you start. Like your mind in the light and the dark If you love me Say it If you trust me Do it If you want me Show it If you need me Prove it If you need me Say it If you trust me Do it If you want me Show it Show, show.